There we are in the screen. Brent Gunning, Sam McKee. A little bit of an out-of-body experience here for me, being the guy that brings us in, Gunner, because (laughs) we've been doing shows together on a myriad of different platforms for a very long time. And I'm never the guy who talks first. I'm feeling very out of character here, but I guess this is the show that I'm a co-host of, so I got to take the lead. But I'm happy to see you on this St. Paddy's Day. Uh, Nice win for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Seemed like a greased-up crowd. How are you doing tonight, brother? Uh, Just as fired up as that crowd. That was awesome. You could tell Friday night, St. Paddy's Day, fun unis, lots of beer, I'd imagine, uh, before, during, and I'm sure after a 5-2 win. What's not to like from that? I mean, it was so similar to me to the Colorado game in that Mm -hmm. the Leafs probably weren't the better team there, but they just took care of business. I know scoreline, obviously, a lot healthier tonight than against Colorado, but I, uh, how can you not love what you saw tonight, Nolacharya side? So... Can we start? Okay, because I am taking an absolute beating. I'm getting ratioed today about the jerseys. So I <laughs> I started on your team uh, against you back in the day when they first yes. went to this jersey. I was like, ah, I'm really liking this. I like the numbers. I like, I like it. I'm mm-hmm. into it. But now I don't know. Maybe it's just I'm kind of sick of them. They've I, they're just they're kind of a little too bright almost. Mm-hmm. It's like kind of hard to look at. And I went as far as to social media to say that they rot. I'm like, these jerseys rot. <laughs> and people did not like that. And I'm taking a bit of a beating. But I do think it's time for a St. Patty's or a St. Patrick's uh, rebrand. Don't you? 1,000%. You know me. I just want this core. In You're a wearing uniform. the correct I one. Literally am right now. There it is. <laughs> sure, I just muffled my mic by doing that, but it's okay. <laughs> Visual medium, baby. Uh, I have long wanted this. I actually remembered that the day they unveiled these, I broke my shoulder and I was sitting in the ER texting you guys about, oh, I broke my shoulder and they have these awful unis. So I have long been on this corner. Give me that sweet green and brown. It'll never look so good. <laughs> I, I don't hate these, but they're way too bright. It does feel like sensory overload. Um, it's just, I I really love the tradition and the sort of relationship that, you know, the St. Pat's and mm-hmm. honoring like the really rich history of the Toronto Maple Leafs the and all the pipes. different, and all the different, and like that picture they showed of Babe Die on the broadcast tonight, <laughs> when he looks like every dude in Toronto in the last 10 years, he's got the same haircut somehow. <laughs> it's like every guy in Toronto. <laughs> and he's like, he led him over the Vancouver millionaires in 1921. I'm like, I love that stuff. So I really, really appreciate the fact that they honor it. Like I really do. But I think it's time to, even if they flip the colors, I saw Steve Dangle yep. tweeting about this tonight, and I kind of agree with him. Even just flip the colors so that you have the exact same sort of build up, make it a touch darker, flip the colors, and I think that'd be perfect. That's uh, you know our sports fashion as we always like to do. But I'm I'm a little bit sick of these jerseys. Are they wearing them tomorrow night too, or are they going back to blue and white tomorrow? I would think back to blue and white yeah. tomorrow. Ba- Battle of Ontario, and yeah. quickly, uh, just no, no flipping it. Green and brown, not green and white, <laughs> green and brown. Give me hot electric brown. I need it. Yeah, I, I love that. There's always that picture of Matt's that yes. gets tweeted That's out. That's why. That's why. Yeah. Those pants are horrible. It looks, it just looks like, you know, I don't know, they're trying to be like, it's so old timey or whatever, but I guess you can't go black with that and you can't no. go green with that color. So you guess you have to do poop brown there. Gotta yeah, do looks poop pretty brown. good. All right. Awesome. So, so do you want to talk about the on the ice product now? Uh, I thought tonight. I was just really impressed that they look like this against Carolina Hurricanes. We can, you know, go into some of the flaws of the Carolina Hurricanes that are the second best team in the league. And without Svechnikov, 
without um, Pacioretty, who is hurt now. It seems like a little bit of a – they're going to be hard-pressed to find some offense in big games to me in terms of guys that are actually going to be able to finish. But I think they got to give some credit to the Leafs in terms of how good they look defensively again tonight. And, you know, they played really well defensively against Colorado, against the defending Stanley Cup champions. And like Keith said, it came down to the skills comp. But I thought again tonight it was a really solid defensive effort and Samsonov was good when he had to be. Yeah, I mean, even if you just look at the shot total, that's not at all indicative of how the Leafs played defensively. It was it was how a lot of teams have played the Leafs in the past, where you're saying, oh, look at how much they, they led in shots. But yeah, everything was from the outside. There wasn't a ton dangerous. There were scrum chances in front of the net, but there weren't these grade A looks from the slot, like even going back to the Buffalo game, like what you were mm-hmm. seeing with Tuck and Thompson and, and those guys. So that was the most encouraging thing for me, was just that you're down to 10 forwards pretty early on in, well, I I guess two periods left still early in the mm-hmm. game and you're able to do that you've got defensemen out there who you know Gustafson I've come a little bit around on but mm-hmm. he is what he is he's not a guy you rely on to be stout defensively the fact that you have him in the lineup you take out Hall and you still look that way and yeah just quickly on you mentioned the Hurricanes there and their lack of ability to score goals we mm-hmm. talk about how it dries up for the Leafs when they have the big four yeah. they lost two of the three sexiest guys they have. I know they still have Ajo there, who's an incredible player, Mm -hmm. but it just doesn't, it's not remotely the same. And that's what you see. A team that looks like they're okay. Yeah, they're generating a lot of shots, but nothing dangerous. So you mentioned the big four there, and it feels like a pretty natural transition. Um, There's been, you know, we both talked about the Toronto Maple Leafs a lot on various different platforms. And the number one conversation, I think, this year has been that's close to the top in terms of what Matthew's production has been and how he's how he's looked and how there was long stretches of the year where he didn't look like himself. And let's let's be honest, like eighty five percent of the year to this point, he hasn't necessarily looked like himself. But in the last couple of weeks here, he's really started to look like himself. And tonight he was breathtaking. Tonight he was as good as he's looked since the start of the season. I mean that he scored a goal off of his knee, which was by far his, which is worst <laughs> chance of the game. So I guess it kind of works out for him, but he had that one where he went the, through the legs, toe drag, and then he shot it off Kochkov's head. And then he had another one where he went off as bean too with the backhander. Like, I think there's a world in which he was kind of hurt. And, you know, Jonas Siegel wrote about that this week in the athletic, and they've been talking about that a bit. But I also think there's a world where he knows that these games are starting to get bigger here. They're ramping up for the playoffs. And it's it kind of sounds like I'm saying that he's not trying in terms of like now he's starting to try that the games are getting bigger. But I definitely think that there's a malaise when you know who you're playing for half the year. But man, he looked excellent tonight. And it's really encouraging to see him look like this. I, like everybody, have had all these conversations all year long with my buds talking Leafs of what's up with Matthews? Is he hurt? And honestly, yeah, every, every time this year I've heard the is he hurt, I've rolled my eyes because, okay, they gave him three weeks off. If he's going to be hurt all year and it's a surgery in the summer thing, who knows what it is. And again, based on how he's looking, maybe he just needed a little time and now he's ready to rock. But it's just I've hated the, oh, he must be hurt excuse. I think it's a little bit of that and a little bit what you said. This is nothing you haven't, you guys have laid it out on Kipper and Bourne, but it's true. Mm -hmm. He's not chasing 60. He's not chasing 50. There's no heart trophy coming. Oh, what does he care that he beats Bill Nylander for the team leading goals. Ooh, there's just Mm -hmm. nothing there. And what I love about tonight and then going back to the Colorado game is, and he had some of this in the Colorado game that he showed tonight with the hands and the skill. 
But the other thing that you really, really loved about it was just the way he was using his body, being 6'3", 225, just shielding the puck, being huge. And I think you mm-hmm. saw more of that in the Colorado game than tonight, thought that he wasn't physical. But if you're going to meld that with his confidence with the puck, not just to be a shooter, but to stick handle the way he does. I mean, he had that play against the Avs where he set up Mo for the great look early on. He's just so much more. It's amazing how a guy like that can almost flip the switch confidence wise and it just feels like he's back yeah and I think another thing that you're really looking for with him when it's going well and I think a lot of this maybe had to do with the line mates that he's had throughout the year like he played with Willie a lot more this year and played with bunting so I think the defensive responsibilities for him there are a lot more than when he's playing with Mitch but when he's playing with Mitch and I what I've seen in the last like I've said maybe week or two when he gets the puck and he's going north and it's like with it's just decisive You know, he's got the puck on his stick and like the goal that he scored that eventually went off his knee tonight. It was on the power play, but he just has the puck on his stick. He backs off the defense. He does that saucer out to the left wing that lands on Tavares' stick and then he just goes straight to the net. Everybody has to just back right off of him. I just thought that it's just, it's starting to look like vintage Matthews. So, I mean, Marner again tonight, just breathtaking, great, great goal, except I did a tweet where, I, again, I got called Mr. Negative. Tonight. God, I've been taking a beating, Mr. Negative. I didn't think this was going to become me, but taking a beating on it. But where was the goalie? Kachikov, am I saying that right? Kachikov, whatever. Apparently, they call him Coochie. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> That's yeah, it. Right. Now we're getting the least yeah. talk after dark now. But why Why was he? He gave him the whole net to shoot at. I know. Like, he was, like, going into the corner. It was bad positioning. But Marner was great. So, I think you want to have those two guys – and like you know, and let you get in here, like mm-hmm. the playoff ghosts with these guys are. Oh boy, an- another year here away from being like really spooky. So to have them starting to really get hot here, heading into playoffs, is massive for the Leafs. Yeah, it's it's huge, and I think it's always we go back and forth on this a million times. Should it be Matthews and Marner? Should or should it be Willie and My- Matthews? How? What makes the most sense? And mm-hmm. the thing is, is that with Matthews being the way he's been this year, it only makes sense for Matthews and Marner to be together and have the guy who is the most creative player playing with the guy who should be your best goal scorer. And you're just you're seeing that they feed off each other so well. But this is the beauty of the Big Four. I think we get so bogged down on. Who's the best fit? It there there's a best fit today. There's a best fit tomorrow, and there's a best week. There's a best fit six weeks from now. When William Nylander and Matthews are going and they're rolling, there's mm-hmm. you can't tell me anybody's better than that. But right now, that's not the case. So it's just the thing that that works so wonderfully about the top four together, especially with what you've seen out of Nylander and Tavares this year. I know it hasn't been like it was early on in the year, but for so long that just never worked. Now you and I know O'Reilly hasn't been here, but once you throw him into the mix it just there's really no bad way to mix and match and before it was an idea of getting the blender going but it was okay mm-hmm. Nylander's by himself but now that you have all four of these guys in sync and again throw in O'Reilly it just it allows Keith to mix and match so well and yeah it's it's not lost on me that the maybe the spark Matthews needed was Marner back with him but I don't know that they need to be with each other right now so you so you moving from the the big four into the bottom six, and yes. I think it's really really important here to point out that they you know need some contributions from the bottom six to get past the first round of the playoffs. Like we've talked about this a million times that 
their offense dries up. The two top lines kind of, they cancel each other out and you just need one of your butchers to chop one off somebody's ass and into the net in a game six or a seven for you to win a series. That's just kind of how hockey's been for a hundred years, right? Yep. You, you need contributions obviously from your top guys, but you do need a little bit of a contribution from somebody in the bottom half. And I think if you are rolling out what this bottom six could look like, and it sucked that Nolachari got hurt tonight. And I don't, I'm not going to say that I'm really worried about it. I think it said precautionary in the, in they, the PR. They tweet. better not be toying with us with this precautionary. I, they can't take that back now. That's my only, he, my only quarrel. So I think I, if I had to guess, he may miss tomorrow night precautionary or wise yep. or whatever. And then I'd, we'd see him in the lineup on Tuesday night against the Islanders or whatever. Like, I don't think this is going to be a long-term thing. He's just got he's just got gritty face like it doesn't yeah oh yeah he doesn't seem like the type of guy that's gonna miss a ton of there's games. There's no way that nose has been straight <laughs> since he was like eleven yeah. years old, and so, I mean like, that as a compliment. He took but, out his teeth in the Timmy's commercial for goodness. Oh sake. my god, yeah, like and you know we can get into that too. But I just I think the way that this bottom six can look when it's at full, you know, when they have everyone healthy, and I guess I'm including. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly in that bottom six, yep. although we know the tinkerer behind the bench will oh, have yeah. him in the top six. He just can't help himself. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's tinkering, baby. He wants to tinker. But like with him, what I saw from Lafferty tonight, I mean, Zach Aston Reese is probably never going to score two goals in a game again. Like I'm not going to get too excited about his offense, yep. but God, he was involved in jumping and like reading pucks in lanes, hitting people just involved in the game. I don't think it's crazy to say that this version at full health is the best bottom six this core has had. And I think it's pretty important for them to really continue to build heading into the playoffs here. Oh, it's massive for them to do that. I mean, and again, you can never bank on one goal from Zach Astabrice in a playoff no. game, let alone two. But yeah. that's, we always talk about goalies stealing you a game. That mm -hmm. would have stole you a game in a series yeah. against Tampa. If the rest of your team just played the way it should and you get a pair from that guy, that's mm -hmm. stealing a game. You know, like right a Nick there. Paul or something. Oh, oh, yeah. Kind of exactly like that. Or like a Brandon Gallagher or something. Stop it. I, I can't <laughs> do this. Do you want this to be nine hours tonight? Don't no. drag me down to the depths there. But that that is just an automatic win if you get yeah. offense like that from him. And you you know, you mentioned you mentioned how him and he's kind of fit with the other guys in the bottom mm -hmm. six there. It's been in just the past couple of games, but David Camp seems to be back to more of that dangerous is way too strong of a term yes. but effective <laughs> effective <laughs> offensive player he keeps the cycle going they're all smart guys and it's weird to say in a night where achari missed most of the game but him being down there is just kind of set things properly mm -hmm. and i i do wonder what they do here like you know we don't need to get into the machinations of 11 and 7 because i know you talk yeah. about it for two hours literally every day but they're yeah. gonna call they're gonna have to call up a forward now if if achari is gonna miss to tomorrow's game you do wonder if that kind of tinkers things back in the other way there but i just how can you not like what they have and lafferty even on a night where he was fighting the puck a little bit mm -hmm. like there were a couple of See? times where it just rolled off his stick not the most comfortable with it but if he gets he's, it going straight. Yeah. He's got big time Kerfoot vibes at the puck, which terrifies <laughs> me. Like it really does. He's just born. He said it best that he's got panic hands sometimes big time. where like that, that one that he scored tonight, almost scored tonight would have been legitimately the ugliest goal in NHL history where yes. like it flopped off his stick and then like somehow found its way trickling by the net. So no, like I, I like Lafferty a lot, but you nailed too. it there, but you nailed it there.
Well, there was even a moment where he was, it was just kind of the classic, and I know we, we don't need to talk about this guy ever again, but it was the classic yeah. Pierre Engvall turn back into his own zone, and oh, he yeah. just bobbled it into the corner. And, you know, that happens tonight against Carolina when the game's already in hand. It is what it is, but that's a moment where Nick Paul comes and annihilates you right after that happening, and then yes. all of a sudden you're plugged in your own zone. So I really, really like Lafferty, but it's I think it's just important to kind of check yourself because he has the one thing that will make everybody fall in love with him he's the he's the fastest leaf since in just dead straightaway speed yeah. since like prime kessel maybe honestly i'm gonna say, uh, say uh, boy Devereaux. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> jason allison no <laughs> no uh, uh so i i so the bottom six like i said really impressive tonight well i guess bottom five or four yeah. like i don't really know what it would be called it would be the bottom six the bottom half of the lineup yeah. was impressive <clears throat> along with the top half obviously but I guess if we mention 11 and seven there, I, I guess everyone was probably really happy because everyone hates Justin Hall a lot. And I feel like I've, I feel like I've become like a zag guy on this where yeah. my zag is that like, I just don't really think about him a whole lot. I'm just like kind of okay with him playing near 20 minutes, killing penalties yes. and just getting the puck out like he always does. But people really hate Justin Hall. And like, I, I saw, I, I really, I hate to say I don't get it because it's it's classic Jake Gardner syndrome. And I've talked about this a million times in the show before that, like people completely ignore the mm -hmm. 19 minutes and 50 seconds a game where he's eating cross checks and getting the puck out and playing against the other team's top players and getting his stick in lanes. And they immediately focus on the one grenade he throws up the board that somehow yeah. ends up in the back of your net. So I get why it, people get mad, but like they did look pretty good tonight defensively without him in the lineup is what I'm getting at here. Like they do have a lot of options and it does make you feel good that if one of these guys goes down in a playoff series, you're not going to be putting Marty Marincin in there. Oh man, I cannot oh, big bird with the stick. I can't. Oh, like he was on. the number one option. Jake I know. Musen got hurt against Columbus and they're like, Marinchin. It's like, oh my God. And into the top four for some reason. <laughs> I, I'm with you. I'm with you a thousand percent on Hall. I I I still like him more than Shen, and I love having Shen back. I love yeah. Shen throwing the body. I love having him as an option if a series gets way more physical than it needs mm -hmm. to be or anything like that. But the thing I always think of with Justin Hall is if he played on literally any other team as an mm -hmm. expiring defenseman, making two million bucks. Yeah. All we would have heard all year heading into the deadline is that that's the guy the Leafs got to go out and get. He's not going to wow you. He no. can play in your top four. He's going to kill penalty. <laughs> it's just the exact so scouting report you would have it's given. So and then he would make the occasional mistake. But because he's new, I mean, yeah. we all love Jake McCabe. He put the puck in his own net the other night. Yeah. The, these things, when you're new, you can get a bit of a wash on them, especially mm -hmm. if you come in with a positive light. So, yeah, I'm with you there. This is part of why it can't. This is why they've needed to run the the eleven and seven experiment because you got to figure out what your best six is. I am still a big time believer that Hall is a part of that best six, yeah. but I don't. I also don't think it's criminal that he sits down for a night to figure yeah. things out. And the guy who I'm most, I am dying to throw him in the press box is Gustafson, but 
I'm kind of starting to like him. He has yeah. his warts for sure, but he just looks comfortable. I mean, he's the guy who gets the shot that Zach Aston Reese uh, so deftly deflects in. That's a nice it, goal. It really was. And yeah. but and he just looks comfortable out there. He's snapping it around. He doesn't panic at the blue line. And when you have a team with this much offensive skill, you can really see where that can pay dividends. So, you know, I, I want Hall in there. He is one of the best six. And yeah. I only want there to be six. But I completely understand saying, eh, let's look. Did we lose Gunner? Is Gunner frozen? Uh, can somebody give me a thumbs up if Gunner is frozen? <laughs> or am I frozen? Are you frozen? You Whoa. just went. Are you back? Oh, he's back. He's back. You just like froze. <laughs> I didn't know if you were talking. Still. I thought Anyways. you were frozen. Oh, no. So David says, text us or tell us who's actually frozen. It's Frozen Gate. Who I think, is we're, both, actually frozen? I think we're both back now. So, okay, we we're back. Move we're on. back. All right, we'll move past it. Who's back um, in the week? Us. Both of us. So, uh, you mentioned Luke Shen there, and I love the reception he got when he threw the hit. Everybody oh, yeah. chanting Luke, and but if I'm being honest, he looked like a guy that his wife just had a baby and he flew across the country and he hadn't played hockey in a week. Yeah. Like, like there's going to be nights with him where, listen, I'm really happy they made the trade, and I really like the addition of just the heart factor, the heart versus chart, the whole conversation. I really love his addition. But you got to be careful with him in mm -hmm. terms of how much you play him, guys you play him against. Like you're really going to have to manage his 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 minutes. I think you probably what he probably finished around 14 minutes tonight, 13 minutes. He was 13:56 tonight. He was yeah. So I thought that he didn't look great tonight, which is somewhat you know understandable mm -hmm. with what he's been through. But it's nice just to see him get back and get that like chant and say everybody yelling Luke and him talking about how much he's happy to be back and all that. Like he's a character guy, so it's important. But I think I'm just kind of cautionary tale to Sheldon Keefe just to be careful with him in terms of how much you use him and who you use him against. What I'm talking about both sides of my mouth because I, again, burn 11 and 7 clear into the ground. But mm -hmm. I like him so much more when it's 11 and 7. I like it when you can say, okay, this game is getting a little yeah. mucky. We need to get you out there as opposed to needing him to take a, a regular shift. So mm -hmm. I, as long as they're going 11 and 7, he needs to be in is, is kind yes. of where, where I'm at on this. Uh, so and, oh, go ahead. Or you get oh, no, I was just going to say, like, we got to talk. If we're talking about the D, we got to talk about Morgan Riley. Absolutely. So I'm glad you brought it up. That was my next thing. Um, what a goal tonight. Whew. Absolutely beautiful snapper from him. You, 44 or 34, who can say? Uh, I love that he didn't even consider a pass to the, no. one of the best goal scorers on planet Earth. <laughs> Mike Johnson did an excellent job on the broadcast being like, not even a look. And he just <laughs> snaps it under the bar. Absolutely loved it. That's like, I think with him, the ultimate thing is just his ability to make the right decision in terms of when to jump and when not to jump. And I think his confidence kind of shows itself in that, that he has such a better read for the game in terms of jumping up and jumping down. And like, listen, he's never going to be perfectly defensively. There's no, there's no debating that. I'm not going to try to tell you that here, but like, it's all about his read of the game when he's going at its best. And the last two games, his read for the game has really started to kind of go when it's good Morgan. So Heading towards the playoffs, he's always been a good playoff performer for them in the games that they've played in the first round of all these years. So it's nice to see him get it going because, boy, he was down bad. He was getting the whipping boy status. So it's nice tonight. 
So here, here's a quick, and I know you guys try to avoid too much big, big picture stuff here, but what's more important for the Leafs that Morgan Riley looks like this version of Morgan Riley or mm-hmm. that Austin Matthews looks like this version of Austin Matthews? Because there's no doubt who the better player is between I the love two that. of them. Of course, it's 34. I love that. But if you can get the best Morgan Riley as opposed to a 80% Matthews, I think that helps you more than vice versa. And I want to be clear. Matthews is 1,000% the better player, even at 60% or, or whatever. But just hmm. what means more to you, I honestly think it might be Mo. If you're getting A-plus version of, of Riley, he's jumping up, he's making plays, he's scoring goals, he's actually producing. Uh, if he plays like this, this is only going to help him make better decisions on the power play. I honestly can make the case it's more important for the Leafs that they get Riley going like this than 34. Wow, that's a hell of a question, Gunner. That's a hell of a question on your least talk debut. I I still I still think now that they have all these capable D men, I still think it's Austin Matthews, but I could be talked into Morgan Riley. Like it's just Matthews, this team feels so much more unbeatable when Matthews is playing like he's playing tonight. Because you have the layer of offense and you have Marner, you have Matthews, you have Nylander, you have Tavares, and then you're gonna have Ryan O'Reilly, and you're gonna have all these different, but like Every third or fourth shift, one of the best players in the world is coming out there playing like one of the best players in the world. It's really hard to argue against that. But Morgan Riley, like their team, like I always look back on the time he was out this year, those 12 games after he got hurt against uh, the Islanders. When uh, was it Sezikis that fell on his knee or who was it? Oh, Paul Mary that fell on his knee. Yeah. And it's like, I look back on those 12 games with like such fond and kind eyes being like, they've never played so good defensively. And it like, hasn't really been the same since he came back. So I just want him to be good because Mm -hmm. I love the guy. And like, I listen to him talk in the, in the media and I, I, he just seems like he loves being a leaf so much and he cares about the history and I want him to be good and I want to defend him, but it's just his play for the last, you know, pretty much the whole year has been borderline indefensible and the last two games, he's starting to look like the good version of himself. So we can just hope that that's what it is. And he looked great tonight. Just looked great. Yeah, he really did. I guess one of the best teams in the league. So you can't, there's no, there's no negative I have for, for Morgan Riley tonight. No, awesome to see him snapping it under under the bar like that. And then just just what you said about Matthews there. We I'm happy we've got away from the conversation of who the the real captain with this Leafs mm. team is. But there is no doubt that nobody puts the team. And I, this isn't to get into Marner doesn't put the team on his back. But when Matthews puts on the Superman cape and just decides mm-hmm. I'm going to bowl through everybody and snap it under the bar or do whatever it is I want to do when he has those shifts where he strips somebody in the defensive zone and builds. Mm-hmm. up steam and you've been there to hear it i'm sure lots of people watching and listening have too the building just rises it gets to a crescendo oh, yeah. before anything happens he is still that guy so yeah I, there's really no wrong answer there but i just uh you know popped into my mind thought i'd throw it at you there okay so i had a couple other things i want to quickly throw at you yep uh yesi puliyarvi or jesse puliyarvi i've really enjoyed not having to talk about him ever because like when he was in Edmonton, he was yes. like part of the conversation. Like, what are they going to do with them? Is this, and like oh, yeah. he went to Carolina and has never thought of him since. And it was really happy about that, but he really reminds me of the guy at like a pickup skate. That's just like a little bit out of control. Yes. That like is really fast <laughs> and like is, you know, he's a pretty good player but like he's got that like quick twitch where he's kind of out of control and he's flying around. It's like, why did he do that to Achari? Like, have you I don't ever think he played? Knows. 
have you ever played hockey before? His like arms go up. He's like flying around. I saw him like the way he turns. It looks like he's going to just like cut down deep into the ice. He's just like a giraffe out there. He's got that stupid look on his face. He's not one of my favorite players in the league to no. watch. Like I am not a big fan of a, was it the, the goat King or what was he in Edmonton? The bison King. Yes, that sounds about yeah. right. Just has an odd look uh, about yeah. him. And yeah, he looked like he was trying to take off in flight on that play where he <laughs> where he maimed our, our beloved Noel Achari. <laughs> and the refs are like, he's like talking to the refs. He's like, I don't really know what happened. And they're like, okay, you seem really confused. Let's just let it go. Penalty on Yard Croc. Penalty on Yard Croc. Yeah. How can we give this dolt a penalty? He doesn't even know what's going on. (laughs) They were all ready to, and they're like, we can't. You did you talk to him? You can't you can't light that kid up. You gotta take it easy on him. Listen, you know me, I I kind of balk at the ref conversation. I don't really love talking about it. I didn't bring it up to have it. No, but listen, you could talk like I literally we could do Leafs talk every night, JD and I, or Bor and I, who are you and I, whoever we do it, and we could spend 40 minutes just talking about the refereeing in the NHL. But I watch a ton out of market hockey too, Gunner, and guess it's all what? like this, yep. It, it ain't just the Leafs games that nope. are bad. Every night it's bad, and I hate the thing that pisses me off mostly about Leaf fans is that they think that the league has an agenda against them. That's what drives me nuts, and I know you have a little bit of that in you. So, Well, he, he, let me tell you, if they wanted to uh, assuage me of those notions, they could hop in their time machine and uncall that pick penalty against <laughs> Justin Hall, okay? I love it. But the one on Yarncroc was completely egregious. Well, I, I, like, I couldn't believe they called it's that. Just, it goes back to the foul. And again, I want to be clear. The Leafs won 5-2. Even yeah. if I want to complain about officiating, yeah. I'm not going to bother doing it tonight. But <laughs> yeah. it's so funny, the idea of, look, you got to have a little game management here. If what is the exact opposite of game management of miss a clear as day penalty and then <laughs> just make one up going the going yeah, the other way? I, so yeah, and we could do this the, all night. Last negative, I, I didn't want to be too negative tonight, and I know he's your boy, but man, Michael, like I know you're a fiery guy, Mr. <laughs> Bunting, and I thought he had a he's been pretty good here recently. He had a good game. But like he did have a good game, and he's been good for like the last couple of weeks. He's been he's been kind of raising his game, which I like to see, kind of making his way up back up to the top part of the lineup after his little peepee whack that he went back down to the bottom. But God, you obviously hold the guy. You grab mm-hmm. him by the hip. It's been a ha- penalty since the goddamn lockout, <laughs> and you just scream in the ref's face point blank. It's like that's the refs. Guess what? They have a reputation. It's a chicken in the egg. They haven't made some calls on him. I get it. He takes a beating. I get it. But like, probably shouldn't scream in the ref's face like that for an obvious penalty. That's all I'll say. I am the first guy to say, look, they're allowed to do whatever they want to the refs. It's the ref's job to be an adult, but I get it. You got to pick your spots here. You were up, I think, 4-2, if not 5-2 at that point in time in the game. You got to let that one go. You cannot pick your battle every single night. It's like, honestly, you know what? It's a lot like me when I come on the air and talk about the Leafs. I could scream about the refs every single night, but I try to pick my spots as best I can because you don't want to be – it's not even the boy who cried wolf because guess what? There's a wolf right there. So it's not a case of of lying about it, but you just don't want to be – you don't want to be – that guy every single night. And I want to get this in here. Last thing uh, before I had one other, one other thing as well. All right. So I just got this tweet from uh, Blackwell's Mark with a bear, with a bear avatar. He said, Hey, Sam, a McKee fellow self-loathing leaf lifer. Love it. That's a hard one to say. Sandine minus four tonight. He was just as he is in (laughs) Toronto. The ascent to stud D man in Washington is delayed. 
Go Leafs. Hashtag Riley is alive. That's a great tweet. That's how you get your tweet right on St. Patty's Day right there. Um, it's so funny because I just saw Sandine and we talked about Gustafson. Yep. But like, it's crazy that they traded Sandine for fully formed tra- Sandine. It, I, again, I've been down on the trade. I did not. Yeah, like, I, I, like He's just bigger Sandine. He really he's is. He, is. <laughs> he really is. And I, I want to be clear. I still think there's a world where with development, Sandine becomes a better yeah, version of yeah. that. I yeah. think we don't not the time for that, but they yeah. did. They got they got the worst first round pick you could possibly get in this year's yes. draft. But they got hey, a second. Hey, still still for they got the thirty third pick as far as yeah. I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah, that's how good Boston is. They're like, you know what? We're skipping thirty two, right? <laughs> thirty three, and then they got a guy who can give you a lot of what the Sandman gave you there. Yeah. So I really yeah. like it. The last one I had was a perfect mm. way to end up a rowdy St. Patty's Day show. It was just really nice to have guys who will do something when they're annoyed at the other team. Yes. Aho took that shot after the high stick and McCabe just saw red, just said, I don't care that this guy is five inches shorter than me and shouldn't, mm-hmm. I'm just going to maim him right here and there. Love to see it. He went right see, after Lilligren? Myers. Lilligan Lilligren got pulled into the fight too. Yeah. Like, I love that. Wholeheartedly agree. And Achari wasn't in the game and O'Reilly wasn't playing. And those are just guys who do even more of that. And the past Shen, Luke Shen is back and you know he loves to do that too. So Luke. I had to get that in. That was awesome. That was so good to hear. <laughs> yep. All right, brother. I'm so happy. This, I can't believe it took us till March for you to come on. I guess <laughs> so here we go. We have, well, we both do Leafs post game shows. So yes. it's kind of like conflicting, but I'm yes. really happy to see your face. It's been great to do this tonight, Gunner. Love you, bud. Love you too. Go, Leafs. Go.